Ladies and gentlemen, joining me on the line, he reviews movies professionally. Yes, you heard me correctly. He is a professional movie reviewer. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mike Reyes from CinemaBlend.com. How are you doing today, man? I'm feeling professionally well. How about yourself? I... (laughs) (laughs) It's Friday. It's St. Patrick's Day. And if I didn't have things to do today, I would be in a puddle of my own vomit. Oh, well, that's... I mean, I really don't know which direction to go with that one. I mean, on one hand, it sounds like you would have had fun. But on the other hand, it sounds like it'd be very painful. Actually, you want to hear uh, something crazy about St. Patrick's Day that's not drinking related? Always. This is actually the anniversary of the day I got engaged to my wife. Oh, this is the anniversary of the day my father got out of the Marine Corps. And it's the anniversary. I don't know what else it's the anniversary of, but uh, no, that's cool. Good deal. See, he was leaving combat. You were going in. Ha! Bum, 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 I don't really bing. think marriage is combat, but I, that just felt too good to not. Oh, do. it was a perfect joke. There was no fat on that joke. It was great. Well done, sir. Uh, Mike Reyes from CinemaBlend.com is on the line with me this week as uh, you had an adventure to Disney, which we're going to get to here in a little bit. Uh, movie-wise, the big one coming out this weekend is the new Shazam! Fury of the Gods. I've seen different takes on this movie uh, from different critics. Um, everything from uh, it's it's okay to it's not that great, but it kind of carries through with some of the humor and it, like nothing I've seen has been like this is the best movie ever. What say you, Mike Reyes? Uh, I have not seen the film, but what? I have seen those reactions where it's what. I just choked on my coffee. That's all. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you were surprised, but I didn't want you to get hurt. It's like no, no, no. I I haven't seen the movie yet because obviously because of the trip. Yeah. I did miss a couple screenings with with everything that's been going on lately, but I have heard basically the same thing. It's like, look, where is we still don't know where the DCEU is going to go in the next couple in the next year because of uh, Shazam and the Flash and Aquaman kind of looking like they're going to wrap up the the original incarnation of the the DC extended universe, and you know James Gunn's team is coming in and and doing new stuff. So everyone's kind of confused as to where this lands and how to feel about it. And on top of that, I have heard things where it's like, oh, it's it's basically the same sort of humor as Shazam 1. So don't expect anything too gritty or dark, even though those trailers started to look a bit darker. Yeah. But it, uh, and then it's, I, I think it's, critically at like a 60%, I think. So you might have some division amongst the ranks there too. It's just really interesting to see comic book movies in general and how they're sort of being treated by, or how they're sort of being evaluated by the critics and then how the fans are coming out and saying like, I, I saw this really weird tweet that was rolling around that someone's like, these critics aren't, you know, they're not real people. They're not real like viewers. They have like secret handshakes and they're just... <laughs> giving these they're 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 doing the superhero movies dirty right now and it, it it just made me laugh it's like really you really think that and then it also goes back to the old oh well studio name here is paying them is writing those checks to get those reviews it's like no the most that we're getting is if it's a junket in another town and we need travel they put us in a hotel room because they don't want us to sleep on the street i mean sometimes you get cool swag bags and like a nice, you know, a decent amount of a hotel credit to, you know, feed yourself. But it's not like, you know, we're 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 getting two thousand dollar checks every week from a studio yeah. to say, hey, this is fantastic. Can I make a small confession about Shazam? Of course. What is your problem, my son? 
I have not seen the first one, nor do I have any desire to. And there was a trailer for this one that made me want to see it even less. And I don't remember what it was, but I remember being highly annoyed at it. And I don't Is know. Is it him calling the dragon Khaleesi? No, I actually laughed at that when I saw it in the trailer. That made that legitimately made me laugh. But I don't know what it is about Shazam, but I see everybody like head over heels for these movies, and I don't get them. I and I'm a superhero guy, but I see these movies, and I I just there's no part of me that goes, oh, I need to go see this. Well, I saw the first one, and I did like it. I am, I mean, I I still don't know how I feel about this new one. I'll see it eventually, but it. I mean, I can kind of see where people would have a problem because it's it really is sort of more it's it's more kid friendly and kid centric than most of the other superhero movies and it doesn't take itself too seriously and you know how some people love to rag on that but the on the other hand some people love to champion that yeah because we've had so many you know grim dark superheroes with gritty reimaginings and origins and voices you can understand and shazam's not that it's very quippy it's very family at its heart it has literal kids as its characters that that makes sense i just I, i see people and even people you know in in the building i work in they'll be talking about Shazam and how much they love this and i like it's on hbo right now i think the first one and i don't have any desire to turn it on not one it's also just it's all, it's just been a very weird time for dc like we're coming out of a weird period where studio management clashed with creative management yeah. and there was an unclear vision for the future Things got scrambled, things were reshot and retweaked, and feelings were hurt. And, you know, that's, I mean, uh, Ben Affleck was talking about the Justice League experience again recently, saying that he was like really disappointed in, in the reshoots. You know what that this is? That. You know what it kind of seems like? It seems like a bad breakup. It does. So, I mean, imagine what, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. We get it. Shazam Fury of the Gods out now. If you want to go check it out, do so. Mike will see it at some point. Uh, Mike Reyes from CinemaBlend.com joining me on the line right now to talk about movies. Uh, what Was there any other movies that are coming out this weekend? Oh, there there is one more indie movie that I heard about that I do want to go see called Inside. And it's basically Willem Dafoe is a thief, breaks into this guy's apartment, and gets trapped in there and we get to see him like freak out and try to survive <laughs> all right I'll, I'll watch that um so, yeah naturally i want to see that too it's willem dafoe willem freaking dafoe ladies and gentlemen uh moving on over uh the big reason why, this company. the big reason mike hasn't seen anything this week is because you actually took a trip to it was disney world right yep i got to go to disney world in orlando florida why for well they were doing a huge event called all the disney Three. And what they were doing is basically talking about the future of the parks. And more specifically, there were two attractions that they wanted to feature. And I got to experience on top of everything else that I crammed into two and a morning full of one, well, almost two whole days of thrills. And like a little bit of the lot yesterday morning when I left. But the big things they were hyping up were the Tron Light Cycle Run, which is going to be opening in the Magic Kingdom in tomorrow in the Tomorrowland section, and then the Roundup Rodeo Barbecue, which is opening in Toy Story Land in the Hollywood Studios. Okay, <laughs> so explain, oh, I, please. I, I, I was going to leave you. Oh, okay. See, I was going to leave you some some room there to sort of jump in. It's like, oh, I'm so, not a professional like you. you you are professionally professional. Don't I don't know how to radios and podcasts. You must just 
I got a funny eye. You my must deal with good. my my uh, my dancer. simple my simple nature. You know, I'm just a just a simple radio host. <laughs> I'm just a simple radio host that was unfrozen from the ice two thousand years twenty years ago. I don't know. Your new ways are strange and weird to me. <laughs> oh, I I miss Phil Hartman and I miss unfrozen caveman lawyer. All right, let's talk about this Tron. Uh, it, it looks like a roller coaster of some sort, right? Oh, oh, it is a roller coaster. It is not only a roller coaster; it is a full-on experience. And okay, it's gorgeous. So I am a huge Tron fan. Yeah, like, we've talked about. Love this. the original movie. Love Legacy. Yeah, that's you know, that goes without saying. Hey, wait, real so quick. Real quick, you remember sure. uh, uh, just going with Tron Legacy because it was kind of it wasn't well received when it came out. Do you think that's one of those movies? If all of a sudden it showed up on a different streaming platform, that it might benefit from that. You know, how we're talking about like R.I.P.D. and stuff. Yeah, I think it's perfectly fine on Disney Plus because not only do you have the original, you have Legacy and you have Uprising, which was the unjustly canceled after one season animated series that not only is amazing, but the voice cast is stacked. I mean, you, you've got a series where Bruce Boxleitner, Elijah Wood, Mandy Moore, Lance Hedrickson, Reginald Bell Johnson, and a whole bunch of other people. Just every episode, there was a new person where it's like, oh, wow, they're in here. Like, David Arquette is in there, too, as a voice. Oh, cool. It's like, oh, wow. Yeah, like, you just look through that cast list, and it's amazing. Plus, Akila Cooper, the woman who helped, who wrote Megan and Insidious, no, not Insidious, Malignant, was a staff writer on the show and contributed to that writer's room. So just there's highly recommend going back and watching Tron Uprising on streaming. I, it did pretty well. It did moderately well when it came out. Like it wasn't a Marvel movie, but it, it did like Alita well, where it's like it made like double its budget, I think. But the studio had maybe higher hopes. Yeah. For where it was going to go. And then that led to just years of history where tr- the third movie was in development. A script was written. Uh, it supposedly was going to go into production until Tomorrowland bombed out and they canceled. They pulled the plug. And then now we're at, now we're at a new script, uh, apparently a new script draft where Jared Leto was going to play the lead. That, that's where we're at now. Yeah. But and funny enough, I actually got to talk to some people that were involved in like the Tron history because they got to talk to Bruce Boxleitner and Cindy Morgan who played Alan and uh, Lori in the, you know, Je- uh, friends to Kevin Flynn, Jeff Bridges in the original Tron. And then I spoke with Steven Leisberger, who is the writer, director of the, co-writer, director of the original Tron and Justin Springer, the producer of Legacy. Okay. I'm flipping and, like, through some. just a big, go on. Oh, I just said I'm, I'm flipping through some Tron clips this on YouTube. This was a big celebration of Tron because like they had a huge event where, you know, journalists and influencers were invited to ride the ride at night and that was after a after basically a day of okay so long as it's not inter- interrupting interviews and everything else you can ride it as much as you want how many I times got on did the you ride, ride six times <laughs> six. i got five the first five the first day five the first day and then one last one the day after after i did my second interviews and that that first day, I actually squeezed in one of the last nighttime rides that they did. <laughs> and oh man, I haven't been on roller co- a roller coaster in years, and I haven't been to Disney in twenty years. This was just—it felt like a homecoming. This thing goes from zero to sixty right from the gate, and that's where they take your picture. 
And I have some wonderful pictures from that moment. <laughs> and then you're shot from one ride building to the other. And inside the other one is this wonderful, like, digitally projected show where you're light cycled racing against another team. Oh, cool. And it's phenomenal. And it is even better at night because of the light up canopy. But the daytime rides didn't kill the vibe because you're basically going from show building to show building. So it's enclosed and dark in each of those. Okay. It's just a really cool added effect when you go under that tarp and it's changing from blue to orange and like the hexes are lighting up. Okay. And they have uh, composer Joe Trapanese who did the music for Uprising and was an orchestrator with Daft Punk on Tron Legacy. He wrote new music for this to be played in the lions and played on the ride. I never got sick of it. It's a beautiful, beautiful collage of music that it gets you hyped for it. Like we were doing interviews in front of the ride and while I was waiting, the music is still playing. I'm getting like hyped. And it's like, okay, I am certainly ready for this. And then I felt like the interviews went better maybe because of it, or maybe just because I was in such a good mood after riding this, this ride. That's awesome. Mike Rash from CinemaBlend.com joining me to talk about his trip to uh, Disney. Uh, what was the, uh, it was Toy Story, wasn't it? Yes. So the other experience I got to uh, enjoy firsthand before it opens to the public, it was Roundup Rodeo Barbecue, which is right in Disney Hollywood Studios Toy Story Land. It is a family-style barbecue restaurant where you will be treated to wonderful meats or non-meat. Because the thing was, I I actually asked them if I could try the plant-based menu and the meat menu. And both are fantastic. For you meat lovers out there, I got to try the brisket and the ribs. And the, the I think one had like the sweeter barbecue and one had the spice. No, both of those had the sweet, I think. Okay. Sweet barbecue sauce. Absolutely delicious. Uh, they also give you, you can also have like watermelon mint cubes. They have uh, fire roasted corn. There's like a whole menu of things you can choose. And they gave us like a limited tasting to, you know, sample things out. But what really impressed me is the plant-based menu had like non, uh, like plant-based bratwurst and a corn dog and the corn dog tasted really good like what you i will say what you lose in those sorts of foods is the texture because the sausage isn't as thick as like a regular meat sausage yeah and the corn dog wasn't really it didn't feel breaded but the taste was great the taste is phenomenal on both of those and then they give you like a nice roasted cauliflower with sauce and breadcrumbs there's some boozy drinks that sounded delicious but unfortunately we didn't get to try however their peach iced tea is sweetened just right like i love iced tea but i don't i can't really drink sweet sweet tea anymore which they do also have at the restaurant but the peach iced tea was perfect because it was just sweet enough and it was definitely refreshing all right sounds like a good time mike Reyes from cinemablend.com on the line with me right now uh biggest takeaway from disney it i want to go back it's been too it was too long since I had gone there, lightning lanes are definitely, it feels like a necessity because there's some rides like, uh, I want an avatar flight of passage and they to just full, full disclosure. They gifted us. We obviously got park hopper passes to go do, like, do these interviews. Yeah. But then we were also allowed to go roam about the park when we had free time. They gave us two lightning lanes for each park. One would be locked into a specific attraction. And then the other would be like, go do your own thing. So I only didn't get to roam about the Magic Kingdom because I was in Tomorrowland on Tron. And like, also the only roaming I did was over to the Tangled Rest area to get photos because that's one of my favorites. But 
uh, the, the second day was like a big park hopping day because I started out in Hollywood studios because that's where the barbecue experience is going to be. So it's like, okay, maybe I'll, you know, go on some star Wars rides, managed to get on smugglers run and flight of the resistance. Thanks to the, the lightning lanes. And those were phenomenal. Then did the interview experience. Oh no, uh, did the barbecue experience, went to an interview at Magic Kingdom, Road Tron again, went to a dinner at one of the steakhouses hosted by Charles, our wonderful PR rep, and then went into Epcot, did Ratatouille, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Mission Space, and then that was that night. And then yesterday morning, I went to Animal Kingdom to do the Avatar rides and Expedition Everest before I came home. Perfect. So lightning lanes are, they, they'll cost you. But they are very good if you want to, like, get on certain rides. And then, like, last night, just before close oh, – no, not last night, the, the night before we left, just before close, went through Lightning Lane on Guardians and then went on to Mission Space without a Lightning Lane because it's not as popular – got on like the last ride of the night. So strategy is definitely something you need for a Disney visit. And one last thing I will say, Tron Light Cycle Run is doing a full opening on April 4th, but apparently between March 20th and April 2nd, virtual queue and lightning lanes will be soft opened to guests from the public. So if you thought you were going to miss it by um, that much because you were going right before it, right before that official opening, uh, that you're, 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 you might be in luck. And also, I think that's around the same time Roundup uh, Rodeo Barbecue is opening up. Perfect. Like the, the 24th might be the day. Perfect. Mike Reyes from CinemaBlend.com joining me on the line to talk about movies and such. I, well, I wish my job would send me away to somewhere like there. <sighs> I wish you could. I wish I could have brought a whole bunch of people. Like that's. I I can see why people go on group trips to Disney because you just if you're having that much fun, you want to share it with other yeah. people. Yeah. No, I get and, it. Like I was really sad that my wife didn't come along with me because. It, you know, the, the whole thing would have been we would have had to pay for airfare, and it's just that's not really on the cards right now. Yeah. So, but I, I would definitely want to take her and, like, get my family back there because we used to – there was a period of time that we went every year, my family and I, and it was so much fun. That's great. Mike Rash from CinemaBlend.com on the line. All right, um, as we get ready to wrap up this week, real quick, uh, we had the season finale of uh, Last of Us. Did you get a watch, or did you have to skip this week? I, I yeah, watched that right after the Oscars. It's great, wasn't it? Oh man, there's there's a storm brewing. <laughs> I looked up what happens, that... and it's like, oh, oh god, oh no. <laughs> I learned. I learned part of what happens by accident, and then I just started started piecing other things together, piecing things together in my head. It's like, oh, this is this is one of those moments like that meme with the uh, the Bethesda games where it's like you make a decision, like yeah. a fallout, and it's like that person will remember that. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah, like that. That's it's, Ellie will remember that. Oh, because so I was even cool. watching the special features for that the the week's episode. And, you know, you, you just have uh, the, the interview where, oh, why am I blanking on her name right now? It's I'm still in a Disney scramble. You're fine. Uh, Bella Ramsey. There we go. Bella Ramsey. There was an interview where she's like, yeah, Ellie knows that Joel's lying to her, but she kind of wants to believe him because she doesn't want to, you know, she, she wants to believe him. Yeah. And, simple. and then, of course, Pedro Pascal getting what everyone's been calling a John Wick moment or just... 
blasting through that hospital. A buddy of mine wrote me like, that the other night. He goes, did you watch the, la- the Last of Us? I said, yeah. And he just wrote back John Blanking Wick. Yeah. It, and look, I, I don't know if he's too big to suggest this at this point, but I think Pedro Pascal eventually has to become someone in the John Wick universe. I think he, he needs to face off against... Keanu Reeves at some point or something like that he would you know what else he would make a good uh he and I know he played a villain in Wonder Woman 2 but like a Bond villain of some sort oh yeah oh no he would be a terrific like he would be a terrific Bond villain and I I did love he's like the one part of Wonder Woman 1984 that I really loved and I almost I always forget that that movie exists and he was in it yeah he was like the best part uh, Pedro in mind, uh, we got a new Mandalorian this week. Did you get a chance to see that yet? I've only watched the first episode of the season. Oh, uh, okay. We'll skip. It, it was good. It, it's better than the first episode. Did you think the – you you did see the first episode of the season, you said? Yeah. I I will say this. Uh, we don't have to go into it a ton, but I do love uh, on TikTok, Bo-Katan, them putting uh, uh, her walk to different music. Oh, I'll have to find that. It's awesome. Um, and that's pretty much it for this week, right? I could talk about Star Trek, but I don't want to bore yeah. you. You don't bore me. You don't bore me with Star <laughs> Trek. Are you kidding? I uh, I just watched the yeah, the new I ep- hate science fiction. The the new episode. Well, it's kind of. I don't want to spoil it for you. And there's a lot of stuff that there was a really really big like surprising return to Star Trek last night. Though I heard, I oh, only heard that there was a big surprise. Did you hear who it is? No. It it is it is a shocking return to Star Trek. I'll put it that way. Ooh, I can't wait to. To find out about it. I mean, again, I signed up for Paramount again. I just need to find time to engage and take my trip back into Star Trek. The uh, the the return leads to a great scene between that person and uh, Patrick Stewart, which is both anger and sadness, and it's so well done. Ooh, I love what I'm hearing here. And Worf is still one of the best characters of the series. I'll tell you that much right now. So, oh yeah. Like, who would have ever thought, like, going back to the next generation where it's like, okay, so a Klingon is now serving in Starfleet, and he's going to rock. There is a scene of him, uh, his whole thing, you know, Raffi, the lady from the first two seasons, the new character in Picard? I think uh, she's Curly in hair. clip where he's introduced, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they're kind of partners in this, and they're doing a sparring scene, and they're fighting, and at one point... They drop in the classic Klingon music. Yeah, they hint at it in the background when he starts like showing how far ahead of her she is. You know where else was a wonderful spot that they dropped that in? Uh, Star Trek First Contact. Yes. Thank you. You read my mind. Since the moment they introduced Worf on on the Defiant, it's like you hear that swelling up. Yep. Like, oh. yep. 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 So, all Running right. Speed today is a good day to die. I. You know what? One of my favorite moments of any Star Trek is what? Uh, it's in Deep Space Nine. I believe the episode. It's like in Purgatory Shadow, or the one right after that. Uh, Worf is a prisoner of war, uh, along with a few other people, and he uh, he's made to fight the Jim Hadar. And there's oh. a great scene where it's their final fight, and the the Jim Hadar's saying is victory is life. So the they show the the Jim Hadar, and he goes, "Victory is life," and they cut to right to Worf, and he goes, "Today is a good day to die." Oh. And it's such a good, like a cool moment where it shows how different and similar these two guys are. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's, oh, man. 
So, anyways, all right, Mike Reyes from CinemaBlend.com joins me every uh, Friday on the show to talk about movies. Uh, you have a happy St. Happy Patrick's Day, and uh, we'll see you next week, okay, man? You have a happy St. Patrick's Day over there, too, my friend, and perhaps today is a good day to podcast. I, I'm just a simple radio host. I... <laughs> I don't know your cultural ways. What are these newspapers? The internet? <laughs> the only net I need is to keep my hair safe in the shower. <laughs>